Hey, hey, everybody, what's happening? Welcome to episode number 108 of the Private Labeler Show. Thanks for joining. As always, you are amazing. Super pumped today, guys, because we are going to be breaking down and talking about the Amazon Small and Light program. Really excited about it. Um, I'll dive into it in just a second here and kind of tell you how I am saving roughly $2,000 a month in shipping and fulfillment costs on just one product alone using the Amazon Small Light program. And before we do that, though, if you are currently listening on YouTube, hello, YouTubers out there, if you guys could just do me a quick favor, subscribe to the channel and hit the notifications bell, that would be awesome. Also, don't be shy. Give me a thumbs up and uh, shoot a comment down below if you feel like getting a little little crazy out there. So um, also too, for everybody else, whatever podcast network you guys are on, if you could also leave me a review, that would be super awesome. And if you guys have any requests of any podcast networks out there that I'm currently not on and you want uh, this podcast to be on, you want me to try to get it on there, I will definitely uh, take your advice and suggestions on that. Um, currently, I am working on getting this podcast on Spotify. I know Spotify is super popular. I love it myself. So hopefully in the very near future, I'll also be on Spotify and I'll definitely let you guys know about that when that happens. Also, before we get started on Amazon Small and Light, wanted to give you a quick entrepreneurial tip here in regards to credit cards. Yes, credit cards. So naturally, if you've just started this business or you have an established business, you're going to have monthly expenses, things that you need each and every month to help you run your business. And more than likely, you're going to be putting those on a credit card. So all of your Amazon pay-per-click, your Facebook ad spend, your monthly uh, subscription services to different software tools and suites that you're using, as you grow your business, those expenses are going to grow. And as mentioned, you're going to be putting those on credit cards. So if you do not have a high quality credit card that gives you a lot of reward points, you're truly missing out. You're missing out on a lot of money back. You're missing out on airline miles, hotels, whatever that you could be getting for free. So if you like to travel, you know, a lot of you guys listen to this, you probably want that laptop lifestyle to a degree. You want to be able to travel to cool spots, all those things related to that. Well, how would you like to get a lot of your travel paid for? off of your business. So if you have a uh, good enough credit card that offers a lot of these rewards that you can get, uh, you can essentially finance your travel all over the place. So as an example, some of the cards that I have, um, I get ridiculous amount of reward points back from from the certain cards that I have. And uh, I just got back from where I get back from Boston and I just booked, I booked a trip to Washington, D.C., just booked a trip to San Diego, and folks, I don't pay for these trips. These trips are paid for by my credit card miles, okay? So it's not too often that I ever have to um, come out of pocket on an airline expense and or hotels or anything kind of related to it. So my business funds a lot of my leisurely fun and traveling and you know seeing cool things and doing cool things. So I just kind of would throw it out there, especially if you have an LLC. So if you have a business established, then you can get some of the uh, really nice credit cards uh, with, with rewards and things like that, like... Was it Chase? Chase has a really nice business preferred card. So I'd highly recommend that you guys take a look at that. And a lot of these credit cards too, just simply by signing up for them, they're going to give you some, in some cases, 40 to 50 to up to 80,000 miles or reward points right off the bat. And then obviously you can start accumulating them just by putting all your expenses on them, your business expenses. So things can really add up fast. So just wanted to throw that out there. If you're not currently doing that or you've missed the boat on that, um, get started on that right away, especially if you like 
you know, money, money back or traveling and all that stuff kind of related to it. So there's your entrepreneur tip of the day. All right, so let's talk about something really awesome now, and that is the Amazon Small and Light program. Really excited about it because, as mentioned at the top of the podcast, I did state that it was helping me save roughly $2,000 a month alone in shipping and fulfillment costs. So last I checked, that's pretty darn awesome, something to get really excited about. So hopefully by the end of this podcast, after I kind of share some of the details about that and um, about the Small and Light program, you guys can decide for yourself on whether or not this Small Night Program is going to be right for you and your business, either on some of these current products that you might have or future products, okay? And when I was at the Amazon, what is it, the, the Boost event in New Orleans a few months back, they had a panel discussion on the Small Night Program. And I had heard of this program, just like you guys probably did many times before, and I just never really got around to really diving into it or you know bothering with it because I was just using standard Amazon FBA and I thought that was you know perfect and good enough. But really got me thinking because at this um, at this event, they were showcasing a lot of these businesses that were using Amazon Small and Light, and by using it, they were saving just tons of money each and every month, each and every year within their business instead of using the standard Amazon FBA because it's a less expensive option for shipping. So ultimately, that's more money for them. That's bigger you know, profit margins and all this and that, and that makes everybody happy, okay? So... After kind of hearing some of these stories of these businesses, you know, they're so excited about it. I kind of thought, you know, I think it's about time eventually I, I, I take the, uh, the jump on this and learn a little bit more about it and potentially enroll one of my products into Small and Light and see kind of how it goes. So uh, it took a little while, but eventually I kind of got around to doing that. And um, my initial uh, reactions are, I love it. I think it's great. Um, I'm going to kind of now just kind of break down what qualifies for small and light. So that way we can kind of go from there and kind of compare between Amazon FBA and small and light. So if you have an item that sells for $15 or less, weighs less than 15 ounces, and is no larger than the following. So this is the max size allowed for dimensions, 16 inches by 9 inches by 4 inches. So again, $15 or less, 15 ounces or less, 16 by nine by four inches. So if you have something that falls within that criteria and it's currently enrolled in Amazon FBA, you might want to consider putting it into small and light because at the end of the day, it's going to be less expensive for you to ship with small and light compared to Amazon FBA. Okay. So there are some, obviously uh, some drawbacks to using small and light, and that is really just comes down to shipping time. So as you guys know, when you ship with Amazon FBA, a lot of times your item arrives to the customer within one to two business days. It's usually not a whole lot more than that, but it's pretty darn uh, quick for shipping, and that's why we love it. But the problem with that is when you have lower-priced items, you know, let's say you're selling for something for 15 bucks or 10 bucks or whatever, when you use FBA, yes, the shipping is fast, but the fees can be some, become so expensive that by the time you know, you get to the to the bottom line of what you're getting back from, you know, as far as profit and margin and all this and that, there's not much left on the bone. There's not much meat left on the bone. And it makes doing things like Amazon pay-per-click almost impossible because there's just no margin there really to play with. So again, the shipping is fast with FBA on those lower priced items, but the drawbacks are you really don't have much profit, if any, left because the fees for using FBA are so darn expensive, okay? So again, when you use small and light, if your item qualifies, you'll be able to keep more of that money, which is good. So 
here's kind of the deal. When you use small and light, the average shipping times for prime customers are going to be between four to five days, roughly. I think that was business days, but four to five days if they're a prime customer. Now, if they're not a prime customer, if they're just an everyday customer, that shipping time is going to be roughly six to eight days. Okay. So that's something to kind of take into consideration. Now, here's the other cool thing though. Here's the other, the the nice little perk here. If they aren't a prime customer, they get free shipping with no minimums. So that is pretty cool. So it's free shipping with no minimum purchase. So sometimes you'll see on Amazon when you go on there, like if they meet a certain threshold of like $25 or whatever it is, then they can start qualifying for some free shipping. It's just free shipping no matter what, no minimums. So again, four to five days for prime customers, six to eight days for non-prime customers. And again, the slower delivery is going to allow Amazon to pass some of that savings along to you for the um, those those shipping shipping costs. So Hopefully that all kind of makes sense. Other than that, really a lot of everything is kind of the same. I mean, um, I know that for for my products uh, or my product that I have listed on Small and Light, um, when customers filter on Amazon for Prime or free shipping, it still shows up in that. So you're not losing out on you know any of those listing abilities with it being Prime or not Prime. So I just kind of want to throw that out there. Now here's kind of my specific example that I that I cited. So um, this item that I enrolled into it, I sell. For sometimes $10, 11 $12, it just depends upon the pricing. Again, it's just a real lower price item. It's real small. It's real light. I always kind of had it enrolled in just standard FBA, and that kind of served the purpose. But again, there wasn't much money left as far as profit at the end of the day, especially, again, when you get into pay-per-click and all that stuff. But um, the, the when I when I sold one of those through standard Amazon FBA, the fees were roughly, it's a little less than $5, a little bit less than 5 okay? So... By enrolling it into small and light, doing the math, it saved me roughly $1.25, $1.25 per unit that I was saving by using small and light. So let's do this now. Let's say on this particular product that I'm selling, I sell quite a few of them. I sell roughly 50 units a day on average, okay, give or take. Sometimes it's you know 60 plus or whatever. Sometimes it's 40. But on average, let's just say roughly 50 a day. Now doing the math on that, that saves me. on average per day in shipping costs. Now, if you do that over the course of a month, that is going to be a little over $1,800, I think like $1,850 or $1,860 based on those numbers that I'm going to save in shipping costs. So again, by enrolling it or taking it from FBA, putting it in small and light, that's going to be, again, more profit for me, which is awesome, okay? So the customer's still going to get the item. It's just going to take just a little bit longer. And in a lot of cases, yeah, for this type of item that I'm selling, I don't think it's going to be a problem. At least I haven't really seen it uh, be a problem or customers complaining about it as of yet. But, you know, jury's still out, again, I guess, on that for the long term. So let's talk real quick about uh, enrolling your products into Small and Light as well as how to ship into Small and Light correctly because there's some subtle differences, some things you got to do. And what I'll do for further detail in the show notes of this blog post for this episode, guys, I'll include any videos that Amazon has on this that you can kind of quickly uh, view so that you understand uh, about how to create a listing for Small and Light and any other guides that they have. So if you want further details, again, just check the show notes on this. I'll include uh, what I can find that I think will be beneficial. But I didn't have any issues with it. didn't take me very long to figure this out. I don't think it'll take you guys very long either. It was pretty simple and straightforward just by following the guides alone. So I think off the top of my head, all I had to do was find the product that I wanted to, uh, to enroll into Small and Light, and then I, I uh, followed the guides. 
downloaded this little spreadsheet, inputted whatever data fields that they wanted for this product, some information, and then just uploaded that in the portal into the dashboard. And then what Amazon did is they created the small and light version of the listing for me. Again, I already had an FBA listing. So it's essentially almost like I had two now and, you know, one FBA and one uh, small and light. So simple enough uh, to get that created. And as far as shipping into small and light, as far as I know, I think I heard this directly from Amazon. Um, they have certain facilities that specialize in small and light. So when you ship in, it might go to a new facility that you've never shipped to before. And that's kind of what I experienced because um, when I went to create the shipment, just as you would with any other shipment, um, it went to, again, a warehouse that I wasn't really too familiar with. But Amazon does have some rules about, uh, or Amazon Small and Light does have some different rules about how you package the stuff up and, and ship it in. There's just a couple little things you need to do. Uh, for me personally, I just followed along with their guide. And instead of um, my factory just, you know, putting the uh, products into cartons and, um, you know, shipping that in like normal, what I had to do, and I don't know why, why this matters or why they make you do this, I have no idea, but I had to have them put the items before they put them in the, in the carton. What I had to do is put them in a giant clear plastic bag. So I think for this particular product, I was uh, shipping in like 125 units per box and I had to have them put it in one giant clear plastic bag per carton and then what they had to do or what, what Amazon wants you to do then is label that bag with like a post-it note on the outside of the bag how many units are in there so in my case 125 or whatever it is and that was for each carton okay so that was the really only difference so that it was a, they want a clear plastic bag for some reason. I don't see what the point is or what why, but it is what it is. So they do have a guide kind of explaining, depending upon what you're shipping in, uh, there's a couple different scenarios on how they want you to package it in before you box it up and, and uh, send it on its way. And just from, uh, from experience, just so you guys know, once the items were shipped off, um, as soon as they arrived at the facility, they were checked in and ready to go almost immediately, like it was freakishly fast. So that's just a little side note there. I don't know if that was just lucky, because as you guys know, when you ship in with Amazon FBA, sometimes it takes forever and a day you know, for them to even acknowledge that your items are there, and by the time they start checking it in, by the time the items are actually available, like it's just a long process in some cases. But um, my items, from the time that they hit that dock and you know they, they checked them in right away, those items were available almost immediately. And uh, it was the fastest I've ever seen anything checked in. So I don't know, maybe I just got lucky. Maybe that is you know, small and light, who knows. But I, I found that to be kind of surprising and I guess good in a certain way. There was no waiting, it was just done. So yeah, uh, again, check out the show notes for more information on some of those details that I kind of just mentioned. So kind of putting a bow on small and light, I just wanted to address some potential issues, drawbacks, or negatives that I could anticipate or will anticipate in the future uh, with certain customers. Because as we, uh, as I talked about, you know, there's a lot of great points of small and light when it comes to just saving more of your own money, um, you know, having more profit left at the end of the day from your shipping costs compared to Amazon FBA. But as mentioned, yes, it does take a little bit longer to get to the customer. Now, our customers on occasion going to be upset about waiting an extra few days for that item just because it you know you're using small and light i could see that happening probably not a lot of customers but maybe some customers because 
They're so used to getting things so fast from Amazon. I mean, we have Amazon Prime now, which is one hour to two hour delivery. We have regular Prime delivery, one to two day delivery. So the thought of like waiting extra time after our customers have been conditioned to receive things so quick. Um, again, I can see that on occasion, somebody being a little upset about you know having to wait just a, a few extra days. And again, I'll address that accordingly and kind of determine um, the best course of action beyond that. But uh, along with that, I just kind of wanted to throw it out there. So if you're thinking right now, like what product or products would you maybe want to potentially enroll in a small and light if you do sell some items that are smaller and lighter, which I know a lot of you guys do. Um, what My suggestion might be take a look at the item and go, would the customer mind if this particular type of item came a little bit slower? Is it is it really going to um, make that big of a difference? And, you know, if you have a hot item that you really want to wow the customer and make sure it gets to them right away and provide that mega customer experience, then, yeah, maybe you want to keep that item still enrolled in Amazon FBA. Like I have a few products where I I might be able to enroll them in small and light, but I'm not gonna because I want them to be so blown away by not only they get it super fast, but it's an awesome item. And I think that's going to then add to them, um, you know, delivering more five-star reviews and uh, better seller feedback and things like that. So um, just kind of thinking out loud here and want to throw that your guys' way as well. So don't just enroll all your products in there without thinking ahead. Make sure that the ones that you put in there are really going to be okay. Like if the, if the customer gets that said item a few days later, are they really going to be that mad about it? You know, kind of depends. You'll have to pick and choose on that. So I just wanted to point that out. Um, but yeah, that really does it. Uh, about does it, guys. Hopefully you found this information valuable. If you liked this content, please subscribe to the podcast, whatever network you're on. Also leave a review that would make me super happy. I think we're at what 119 uh, iTunes reviews right now, so moving on up there. So thank you very much for that. And then if you guys haven't yet joined the Facebook group for the podcast, make sure you do that. You can find that one of two ways. First way is just by going to Facebook and in the search bar, typing in Amazon FBA, that's the name of the group, and get joined up right there so I can approve you. And then also uh, you can go to private labeler show.com forward slash fb private labeler show.com forward slash fb and that'll take you to the facebook group to get joined up and approved so i will talk to you guys later peace